Okay, hello, Colleen. Hey, Aaron. So we don't want to bury the lead. Apparently, that's something we do. So I think I'm going to title this episode something like uh, Rebrand, or maybe just We Are Hello Query Now. So we changed everything. We're no longer Hammerstone. I mean, I guess legally we are. Uh, But we're now Hello Query at HelloQuery.com. So congratulations to us. Yeah, very exciting. It was... uh, (laughs) We went through a bunch of names, so I guess we should talk about, we're, we're pivoting the entire thing. We're, we're changing everything, so where should we start? Maybe with the names, because that was kind of a fun search, and we were kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to be while we were searching for domain names. Yeah. So do you remember some of your favorite ones that we ended up not choosing? So what I remember is, what was fun about this is we were determined to get a .com. Yes. And my kids got involved and they even made commercials for their favorite. Do you remember that? I think (laughs) I sent you one. You did. Yeah. It was was pretty good, honestly. Their favorite was Dynaco Data because Dynaco Mm -hmm. is the gas station in the Cars movie. Yeah, there were um, there were a lot of Cars references, Cars movies references. And I had to be like, I don't understand what these are yet because my (laughs) kids aren't that age. So they aren't aren't old enough. Yeah. Yeah. So they were sad. We didn't go with Dynaco data. I got to be honest. Um, I'm trying to think I liked Insight Editor. That was we one went of through my a lot favorites. of uh, insight. So we we're, I think we had a lot of seed words of like data, SQL, insight, and insight editor was pretty good. Yeah, that was probably my runner up. What about you? What was your f- second favorite? Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was one that we almost bought that wasn't oh. Hello Query. What was that one? I. What was that one? I don't it was- know. Oh, what was it? We were so close. And our friends told us it was terrible. No, this is the one that our friends said, you we took them Hello Query and the other one. And then we just bought Hello Query. And everybody was like, Oh, yeah, you should have bought the other one. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. Now I'm looking for that. I'm looking for it in Slack. I think it's in a specific channel that I can find. Wait for it. I got it. What is it? it? It was Query Lab. Query Lab. Ah, it's a great name. It's a good name. I like that one as well. I do too. It's a good name. Hello Query is a good name. Hello Query. HelloQuery.com is our new name. Check us out there. Yeah, we had CoSQL was the other one that no one liked. CoSQL. I like that one. CoSQL. I did too. Everyone's like, Work on SQL together. I liked that one. Yeah. Nobody else liked it. I'm super happy with Hello Query. I feel like it is a great fit for us. Yeah, I think it is. So... We got the .com. It cost us a little bit of money. Not too much, honestly. Um, it's easy to pronounce. It's easy to spell. It is .com. So feel pretty good about all of that. Um, next question. What are we doing? Have we talked about what we're doing? <laughs> we have not talked yeah. about what we are doing. Oh, yeah. I didn't think so. So let's, yes, let's talk about what we are making. So the new product... The way we're positioning it right now is safe and flexible access to your database. Did you just read that off of HelloQuery.com? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of time. Good, I can tell. Yeah, a lot of time. It sounded good, but it sounded a little bit, a little bit scripted. And I thought I've I've read that somewhere before. Yeah, because I read it. Yeah, Um, and yeah. So the new product is basically a smart SQL editor. So a developer can come in, they can write SQL, they can set variables, and it enables 
the end user, so marketing, sales, customer success, whoever wants to access the data, the ability to add custom filters on top of those custom queries. Yes. So if you've been following along for the past 1,000 years, as Colleen and I have been working on this business uh, to great success, this is um, this is basically the same idea as Refine in that it gives... Uh, non-technical users flexible access to database data, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Um, but now, instead of trying to convince people to buy a package, which they're not familiar with, to put it in their app, which takes work, and then do all of that stuff, we're just saying, hey, we'll do it for you. Connect your database. So this will be a tool that connects to your database, um, and then your developers can write the like the base queries basically and then the business users will say all right they wrote me this sales report i want to filter it down to just texas or just in the past month or something like that and then the business user can export it to csv they can run it on a schedule and have it delivered via email they can get notifications when uh, rows are like added or removed so like when the report changes they can get alerts that is kind of what we're going for. So it's like a hosted version of Refine, which will only mean something if you've been listening, you know, to us talk forever. I think the more generic version is flexible access to your company data. Yep. So same hypothesis, right? Business users need to be able to create reports from company data. Same hypothesis, just different packaging. I think that's a really good way, a good way to frame it for the listeners, for people who care. Yeah. And um, I think that we, this also, of course, not going and building something completely new gives us the ability to take the two years we have had on learning and apply it to this pivot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what that's what we're switching over to. You have been spending a lot of time talking to people. I have been spending a lot of time trying to build this thing out. We've both gotten stuck in doom spirals at different times <laughs> which has been nice True. um and so i think one of the things that we have talked about a bunch is like how is this different than metabase i think is the pretty important question so what have what from your perspective where have we landed that's different than metabase easier to use okay that i mean that is the whole the whole value prop compared to a metabase it is so much easier to use and by easier to use i mean uh, maybe not maybe for the developer the experience is similar mm -hmm. but for the end user it's just going to look like a table with filters like pill yeah. filters yeah they'll be able to go, go ahead. ahead i was going to say they'll be able to save things they'll be able to build on top and save things They'll be able to do easy. It's easy to find the schedule. I've heard, I use Metabase for simple file upload. And I have heard that you can do scheduled reports from Metabase, but it is in no way obvious to me. There is no button right. on my Metabase instance that says schedule this report and have it emailed to you. Yeah, I think that is, I think you're correct. In from the developer side, I don't, you know, one, we can't do, you know, nearly as much as Metabase does. From the developer side, it may be the same or worse. Um, but I think what we, our hypothesis is that from the business side, we can make it a whole lot easier. So we kind of have this split, this split audience thing where it's like we are targeting developers because they're the ones that will, you know, write the initial queries, but we're also targeting the other side, which I think we're calling the business user maybe. Um, 
and they will be the ones running these reports and adding their own filters on top and doing all of that. And from what we have seen, and maybe there's a reason for this, what we've seen is not many people are targeting that non-technical user. Most, almost all maybe of these tools um, end up targeting the data analyst and um, data scientists and that sort of thing. And maybe we'll find out there's a reason for that, but I think there is a, a gap in the market that we're trying to exploit and we'll find out if it works, but I'm, I feel positively about it. Yeah. I feel like the gap is between, as we've discussed, the person who wants their data in Excel so they can do what they want with it. And then the company that is investing in high end business intelligence tools, mm-hmm. right? There, there are companies, there, there are companies out there, many, I suspect that don't want the cost expense or did you know, Microsoft BI is like its own thing. Like you have to like mm-hmm. learn a whole language. People like oh, take yeah. classes on how to build dashboards. That If that is not your primary job, like you do not want to get into that. You just yeah. want your data and you want to be able to present it at whatever you need to do. You wanted to make decisions. And so there's a, there's a gap between, um, man, I got to pull open a Rails a production console and, <laughs> and write some SQL <laughs> and I got to put it in Power BI. It's right. a huge gap. And and I think one of the things we have seen that gives us a lot of encouragement is there are competitors in this space, very yep. at least one or two that are very similar, um, some that have raised significant yeah. funding. Some are very well capitalized. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but the thing about the one company that has raised significant funding, they're clearly going up market. Like they're clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. going full enterprise. So I just, I think there's opportunity here. I mean, we're in now a market that is predefined. It exists. People understand yep. it. Um, and I think to your point, most of the tools we see are really targeting the developer, um, which is still probably going to be our in. Like this one's a little tricky because we've yeah. had this problem with Refine too. Like who do we target? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, we have our best person on it and that's you. So let, <laughs> let, let, let me know what you figure out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny because I spent all morning before we recorded, like in LinkedIn, trying to get these filters to reading Reddit, like posting mm-hmm. on Reddit to see, um, uh, you know, I'm about to get on TikTok to look up at Excel people, like oh to see if gosh. I can. I've been all around who we're targeting. But I think what we talked a little bit about last week is my initial hypothesis was it's data analysts. Those right. are our people. So I talked to 10, 15, 20 data analysts and I don't think those are our people because they are doing big data. So right. they're the people I talk to, you know, they're in BigQuery and Redshift and Snowflake and Fivetran. And we are trying to target the company slash people who are less intense. I don't know how else to describe yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing if you're doing Fivetran, you're already you've self-selected out of who we're targeting, I think. Right. That's there, why I think No, go ahead. I was going to say, initially, I think that is true. Okay, yeah. Um, so there was a time when we were calling this data clips for all. And I think that is interesting as like a uh, framing and positioning. So there is a, in Heroku, there's a tool. It's it's first party, right? It's it's Heroku. Yeah. So it's Heroku. yeah, I wouldn't call it a, pr- and you don't pay extra for it, right? You just pay extra for the extra nope. database you run. Um, okay, so there is a tool. I know a ton about it, apparently. There's a tool <laughs> in Heroku called Data Clips, and it's basically just like a console or a studio where you can go and write uh, SQL and basically tinker with it and, and export it. Um, it only works in Heroku and it doesn't have support for the other side. Like you can go write the query. There's no pleasant way for a business person to interact with that query. And so 
one of our initial like positioning things was maybe we're just Heroku data clips for all plus this other interface that is for the business user. And I think that's still valuable because people use data clips. Importantly, they don't pay for it. Um, but we have also talked about putting Hello Query in the Heroku marketplace to capture some of that, some of those um, people who we definitely know are running Postgres databases over there. Yeah, I think that is still a good kind of internal framing for us, like in our heads. I have been, so trying to put some copy together for the website, I've, again, <laughs> been all around. Who are we targeting? Uh -huh. Who are we targeting? I have no idea. It's not data scientists. I think what you said a couple minutes ago is we really, the tool is really for the end user. But I did come around to the fact that you and I are developers. We understand the developer ecosystem. We're well connected in the developer community. So I really think what's going to happen for this product is the pull comes from the developer. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, eventually, you know, you want to get the pool coming from both. But I think for since we're trying to get traction quickly, we don't have, you know, six months to just spin around. I think you and I, it will be developers who know us or, you know, find us on Twitter or whatever initially who are like, oh, this is kind of cool. This could help solve, you know, XYZ persons in accounting's problem. Mm -hmm. And they pull. But once that's what I'm hoping. What do they call it? They call it a champion. Hmm. So that's what I'm hoping. Um and I think that is the right way to target it for now, full circle. So your whole data clips for all framing makes a lot of sense, I think, for us right now. Yeah, I agree. I think our in, our natural in is going to be with developers. What I am hoping is once we do start to get some of that traction, there's some sort of um, clear delineated vertical of business users that we can then turn around and start targeting intentionally. Right. So I spent, as I think I just said this, sorry, um, all, you know, all morning on LinkedIn trying to do these filters. And so my next group of people, so data scientists learned a lot of valuable stuff about what data scientists do, probably not our people. So I was in there trying to filter on business analysts as an end user, which, you know, there's 5 million. So course, getting yeah. these filters is a whole thing. But um, I was in there thinking about that. And it's not even business analysts. Like we want to target people who use and love Microsoft Excel. That is true. Which is why I was asking you the question about the TikTok influencer mm -hmm. in Microsoft Excel. Because one mm -hmm. of the problems too with like a Reddit, I have no way. So people, I got like five to eight comments on my Reddit um, com question, and but I have no. Oh, way I didn't to know you did it. I didn't know you did a Reddit question. What was your Reddit? I question? did. Um, You're all over the place. I love it I, so much. I'm all over the place. Uh, okay, Reddit. It was... Also, how... side note, I would love for you to be the Miss Excel of SQL. <laughs> if you could be Miss SQL, that would be amazing. We could scrap the whole business and just support you as an influencer. That would be... <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. Okay, so in our, in our data science, I posted, what are your... You go to resources to solving the CEO wants XYZ query from the database. Mm. I said, I'm running into the problem where the SQL writer, aka me, has to constantly respond to requests from customer success, management, et cetera, et cetera, where they want some custom query. Mm. So I had, I don't know, maybe not eight, maybe there's only like four, but I had a couple people comment and say, I have that same problem, but then there's no way, like, and so I commented back, mm -hmm. like, oh, what industry are you in? And of course, no one responded yeah. to that because that feels way too salesy. Yeah, exactly. Ha ha, check us out at helloquery.com. <laughs> yeah. Good question, I mean, this, by the way. That, that's a good, good framing. I just, I think the thing that we are running into, and this is normal this early, this is a problem. 
Like we keep hearing it is a problem. We keep seeing on the internet it's a problem. Yes. But it's so hard to narrow down to like who really feels the problem. Right. Like where is the real pain in the problem? Yeah. So um, hence the the new thing. So with this LinkedIn filter to get from 3 million down to 600, I filtered on people who talk about Excel. Okay. Because, right, people who like Excel, those are our people. Yep. Um, So. Yeah, I think so. I think that is uh, that is a, a very viable channel, and I'll be curious to hear who responds to that from all of your your outreach you do this week. I think the um, the other side is like people whose data we can get access to, right? Which is where the Heroku comes in. Um, you and I have talked that PlanetScale has an API, and so we could do like you know one or two click authing to to PlanetScale databases. I don't know if any of the others. I haven't looked at like. Um, what are the others? Crunchy data. Crunchy data. Uh, this morning. I don't know about Supabase. I don't, I, I don't know hardly anything about Supabase, honestly. But people who have people who have their data in a place that we could access, that would be MySQL, Postgres, SQLite, something like that. That would be another good another good angle, I think. Yeah, that might even be better. I mean, I think actually that is better because let's say I get all these people who like Excel, then I'm like. My next question is, where's your data? Like, right. where does your data come from? I think we're going to hear a lot of people have custom CRMs, like the insurance guy I told you about. Yeah. Um, he 100 million percent has this problem. And they have solved it in this absurd way using like like a, a Salesforce tool and Tableau, but they have a right. custom insurance CRM. So, um, yeah, I think I think hooking into Postgres, Crunchy Data, PlanetScale, that would be like a phenomenal lead channel. I was looking this morning to see if they uh, Crunchy Data had like a forum, uh-huh. um, but I didn't. I didn't find one. But um, yeah, because yeah. you already know they have they have cloud databases, so yeah, you know you I can connect think, to them. Man, I want to say that Supabase, which is kind of a silly name, I want to say that Supabase has um, a almost like a GUI on top of the actual database, but I don't know that to be true. Um, but yeah, those might be the keepers. The keepers of the data might be a good place to start, which is why we talked about Heroku, especially because people have all that Salesforce money sloshing around in their Heroku accounts. So much to consider. Yeah, yeah. I think finding a way in there um, would be awesome. So yeah, much to consider. Yeah. So this week, since this will be my weekly, who am I talking to this week? <laughs> this week it's. So I think I filtered on business analysts. Companies greater than 51 people, it, there's many other filters, have mentioned Excel, have posted on LinkedIn the last 30 days. And I, I somehow got it down to like 600 people. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, I also filtered on connect like second or second oh, okay. degree connections because those people are more even more likely to respond when they see yeah. that you have a connection in common. So that is my... um shady linkedin scraping for this week <laughs> i mean that's we'll great that's that what goes. linkedin is for that's exactly what it's for and it be for um yeah so business analyst I, you know and i think next anyway we'll figure out the next step next but that's right hopefully we get some we get some traction here with the business analysts yeah i hope so um and i see you're still scheduling calls with developers i think you have one tomorrow afternoon um so Yes. Maybe, maybe that'll hit too. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I still think like we need to lean into what exists for us and what exists for us is developer relationships. Right. So 
I think we were a little discouraged after our first round of customer interviews with developers because a little bit. Okay, a lot bit. Speak for thyself. (laughs) We were a lot bit. We were a lot bit discouraged. Yeah. But all of those people worked at smaller companies. And so there could still be an in with the developer community. Um I really, I really hope that is how we get our initial traction because this whole have a paying customer by the end of the month, Ooh, boy. I'm like a little stressed out about it. Boy, we are I headed know. full steam for the end of that month, aren't we? Uh, I was listening to uh, My First Million this morning. Uh-huh. And uh, Sam, yeah, Sam talked about how like the most important thing with startups is momentum. Mm-hmm. And he was like, like, you've got to just build momentum as quickly as possible and capitalize on it. So his thing was like, he's like, so if you're trying to build a startup, say to yourself, what can I do in the next 24 hours to get a sale? So that was me this morning. I was like, what can I do in the next 24 hours? Great. So you've got like, what, 18 hours left. I'm excited to see what you do. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm desperate. I'm getting on TikTok. So yeah, yeah. clearly. This this feels like flailing behavior if you're getting on TikTok at this point. Oh, I do I'm like that podcast. Actually, on TikTok, they're, I do too. They're I don't know how like I don't know how they do it, but they are the most lovable bros that I've ever heard. They're so likable. Yeah. They are. They're so, so likable. Broy, but they're so broy. I know it is. It is such an interesting contradiction, isn't it? Isn't I think so they're bizarre broy but they're clearly not assholes about it i think maybe that's you know right I mean? yeah i think that's it i think um because there was something one of them said either in this episode or a different episode oh he was talking about uh, did you hear the one where they were talking about sarah blakely and her husband uh-huh. um and he made a joke about how i forget sarah blakely's husband uh, she's the founder of Spanx and mm-hmm. like sold her company for like a billion dollars. Yeah, I think the youngest self-made woman billionaire and then the husband, who we both forget, um, is in his own right a multi-hundred millionaire or something. And that was kind of the setup of the story. Yes, that was a setup. And so I, Sean says on this podcast, he's like, oh, yeah, what's his name? Whatever the guy's name is doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not that's like super bad gender yep. check, bro no, yep. no but like i don't know and then the other guy made a joke and he was like well you know he just manages the person who does the dishes right they have so much money yeah and you're like oh funny. it's kind of funny yeah because so, yeah, they were saying think, like uh, she makes more she makes it. more money than him so he probably does the dishes it's like yes. Ooh. yeah but then like, you know yeah. then they saved it by saying like well you know they're both hundred millionaires so he just manages the person who does the dishes and you're like oh that's kind of a funny bit like way to go that's a good joke anyway yeah. yeah you've got 18 hours left to to make a sale so that's really exciting news for me <laughs> I'm, I'm super pumped to hear that honestly okay I'm not flailing and I'm not actually on TikTok yet but, <laughs> but with my <laughs> It's because I was like, this is, I should target the Excel people. It was because I was frustrated on Reddit. I can't get people's contact info. Right. And so I was like, maybe on, I've never been on TikTok. Like I don't have it um, because et cetera, et cetera. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, So I I thought I could find the Excel influencer Mm -hmm. and find all the people who commented on her comments and maybe those people use it and are not. Maybe, maybe, and maybe. Yeah. No, 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 don't waste your time. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Kind of, yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Let's go for the people who have control of the data that we know we're trying to connect to. And you know, it would be, yeah. So that's, I think, the next problem. Um, Anyway, business analyst this week. We'll see how that goes. That should be super interesting. Hopefully, we learn something new. That's what we're doing. That is the goal. That is the goal. That is the goal. Um, So. Did you listen to 
the podcast I was on with Justin Jackson? I did. I would be curious to hear from your perspective. So for context, I was on Build Your Sass with Justin Jackson um, just a few days ago. And I was on there because he's been talking on Twitter about how you shouldn't bootstrap a business when you have young kids. And I was like, "Uh oh, hold up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to take the other side of that argument. And I offered myself as tribute to come on to his show and take the other side of the argument. So that's the context. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. But Colleen, what was your take on that conversation? I thought it was a great conversation. I am glad you went on the podcast. I thought that was excellent. I, I appreciate how people who have made it are basically trying to tell us who have not yet made it that we need to be careful, that we need to be aware, um you know, that this is going to be really hard and your physical, mental, emotional health, relationships, et cetera, might explode if you're not careful. I think mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do. But okay, it always so, comes out. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, you were about, you were taking the words out of my mouth. Continue. <laughs> it always comes out as this, you shouldn't do it. Yes, exactly. So that is, that is the thing. Like, I appreciate that too. I appreciate what they are trying to say. Like the road they took was very hard and was fraught with peril. Yes, I agree. But it does come out as, hey, I've I've made it. You shouldn't do this. Like you should you should prioritize, um, you know, whatever it is, like margin or balance, or you should wait until your kids are older. And I was like, man, you could wait. You could wait your whole life away for like a time when something that is hard is gonna be easy. I just don't think that I'm not convinced that that time is coming. Like. Things are hard. And so that was what I was trying to, like, that was the point of view I was trying to um, to bring to the show. So you um, you did some hard things. You have not always been, you've not always been a software developer. Yeah. So I know it's worth it because I have lived it. <laughs> like, I have yeah. lived this already once. And um, man, and so I feel like, so I... I people probably don't know. So I was a stay-at-home mom for many years before I got into software. And I had, you know, three kids under five. And uh, my husband was gone all the time. Like, it was crazy. I didn't have any family nearby. It was just, you're just trying to stay alive. And I decided I wanted to get into software. And it was awful. I mean, I, I was so, I've never been so tired in my life, right? Like I was so tired. I was getting up at 5am and working and then working all day and then working every night. And I look back on that period of time and I'm not like, it's not like a happy montage. It was like, this freaking sucked. Yeah. Here is the thing though. I'm on the other side of it now. Yeah. And it was 100 million percent worth it. Yeah. So, and importantly, and I think I I tried to make this super clear on the show, there are things I'm not willing to sacrifice. Like, yes, there are things that I am readily willing to give up. And right now that's like hobbies and oftentimes sleep and a lot of times resting, which I know can't last forever. Like, I'm aware of that. Right. But that's a trade off I'm making right now. There are things I'm unwilling to give up. And that is time with my kids. Like, I'm just, I'm not willing to work through dinner every night. That's not going to happen. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to watch them half eat, half throw food on the floor. And then I'm going to help with bedtime. And like, maybe that means I have to stay up later. Or maybe that means Jennifer gets to watch TV at night and I get to work. And like, eh, you know what? That's okay. I'm willing to do that right now. Yeah. But there are just like, just the, the, I think the thing 
that I was trying to get across is like the notion of you can have outsized outcomes without outsized efforts just doesn't seem true to me. And that is something that like, I don't know if I'm frustrated that I see people saying like, you can change your life, but you can do it in a really easy way. I'm, I don't know if I'm frustrated because that hasn't been true for me and I really want it to be true for me or because it's not true at all. And I'm like, no, guys, this is not real. I don't know which one of those it is, but it is frustrating. It is frustrating for me to see people be like, dude, don't work so hard. Everything's going to be fine. I'm like, I'm trying to change my life here. Uh, it's not true at all. Okay, good. It's just not true. <laughs> and building a business, I mean, when Matt Wensing talks about this all the time, but it's like, it's really freaking hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Matt tweet just last night about like, you get, you know, you get 20 points and you can allocate them across family, business, hobbies, and social life. And you just have to decide which ones it is. And I responded and said, what's hobbies? Like, I don't have hobbies. Yeah. I just yeah. don't have hobbies. I, I don't, I don't do anything besides work. And I'm not like, that's not prescriptive. I'm not prescribing that to anyone else. But I am saying that I am comfortable with that life decision at this point. That will change. I'm well aware of that. You and I have talked about timelines. We have timelines. And if we don't hit the timelines, we'll have to make we'll have to make new decisions. But for right now, uh, back to my first million, I think Sam <laughs> was talking about he has worry time and he has execute time. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, we've made the decision. Worry time is over. We can reevaluate in whatever his timeline. I think it was three or six months. We can reevaluate. We can go back to worry time in the future. But right now it's execute time. And boy, is it hard. But that's the era that we're in right now. That's the era that we're in. Um, And I think one of the, like, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is like, the fact that what we do as developers on the side is what we do during the day, like for me, especially because I'm still working full time um, mm -hmm. and how that makes things a little bit blurry. And I've tried to like put like do a different scenario. So like, let's say somebody is a um, is an account executive at a SaaS company during the day and then they go home and they're trying to write the next great American novel at night. And it's like, that's still working all day, working all night, trying to make, like, trying to change your life, make your dreams come true, that sort of thing. But nobody has a problem with that, right? Nobody has a problem with the person that leaves their office job and goes home and uh, tries to, is trying to record an album because they want, they really want to be a musician or is trying to, you know, like write a book or become a painter. It's just that ours is like, you work all day on the computer, you come home, you work all night on the computer. And it's like, why are you working all the time, man? But it is this whole like, I'm trying to build something outside of what I'm doing nine to five that feels like we've always been okay with that. We've always been okay with the story of, hey, that's, this person worked really hard to make their dreams come true. And it worked. I think maybe a lot of bootstrappers work really hard and it doesn't work. And so it's just littered with cautionary tales. But that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Yeah, that part about your wife just being like, oh, he's on his computer. Oh, you're still on your computer. But like not knowing that, I, that made yeah. me laugh. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good characterization. Does Nick ever say that to you back, I guess, when you were doing consulting? It's like, what, what exactly are you working yes. on right now? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. We had to put boundaries around it. I think I told you this. Like, what nights do you work? Like, yeah, when do you yeah, work yeah, on the yeah. weekends? Yeah. That's worked okay. really well for us. So did I invent individual pursuits or did you invent that and I stole it from you? Um, I don't know. I never you I never called it individual pursuits. I think you invented it. Okay. I think that was me and Jennifer. And then after I said it on uh uh transistor, what's it called? Build your sass, I was like, wait, did I steal that from Colleen and just take credit for that? It's like, man, I hope I didn't just do that. Okay, good. Whew. Great. We'll continue to claim that as our own. That's a Francis yeah, invention. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes, that's a good one. Okay. Well, I'm glad you listened to it. I'm glad uh, me and Sam Parr are the people that you're listening to um, on your podcast. That makes I'm in good company there. Um, <laughs> do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. I don't. Um, well, did you look at what I did on the homepage? Oh, yeah. I did look at what do you, you did on the homepage. Do you want to talk about that? Um, do you want to talk about that? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I just want your overall like like okay, so I I don't want to get too sucked into trying to figure this out because sure. again, we don't really know who our customer is, so I think talking to people is still the best use of time. Yeah. But I put it in more of a narrative form versus uh-huh. what you and I had ri- originally talked about. So just give me the high level like, yes, this makes sense or now I'm more confused than ever. Just give me a bullet list. Um, okay. First, first bullet point is you did all of this work and I didn't. So that's great. I love that. Um, (laughs) I just want to say, like, I'm not going to come in here and, you know, crap all over all the work that you did. Um, I think these words are great. I think I think especially the um, the top part that very clearly says, like, what exactly we do, which is something you and I have talked about. We've struggled in the past, like clearly communicating what we do has been has been difficult for us. Um, yes. Okay. So the top part's great. I say that the words are great. Neither of us are designers, so this isn't like a like a tailwind level. Like I guess it is tailwind. Um, I meant tailwind the company. Um, so words are great. Design totally passable doesn't thrill me, but it's totally passable. Uh, the lower part get the information you need faster and with less hassle. Great, love it. Write the query once, export it to CSV. Yep, great, love it. So then we get into the narrative part, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The developer can select column, add additional filters. Yes, love that. Dump top paying customers. Love that. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm reading this on a radio show, so this is probably... Yeah, I guess we could have done this off the... No, 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 this is great. This is but what, said, the, this this is what is we what do, the, right? Yeah, this is what the people come for. Um... I think it's great. I think the two columns don't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know yeah. if I'm supposed to read top to bottom on the left column or left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, Fair enough. So we could either, I think we should make that one column if with a with like a straightforward narrative, like a top down narrative. Um, yep. But Definitely yeah, sense. I like this. Um, I think this is perfect for where we are because one, we don't have a product to show. Like we don't have a lot of sexy screenshots to show off. So I think if we can agitate right. the pain, if we can agitate the pain a little bit and get people to, to talk to us, that would be great. I think we should put the the waitlist sign up again at the bottom after they finish reading the narrative. You can't with MailChimp. You what can't you have the same. Can't. 
dude, I tried. Okay, I didn't try that hard because I just got really annoyed. Okay, so MailChimp. You come on. Listen, we just had your rags to riches story about how you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and taught yourself how to code and now you're gonna let MailChimp stop you? Come on, Colleen. You can you can put a second form on there. Yeah, I guess I could. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't seem that important. But yes, I could. It's not. Yeah, the MailChimp form thing was hilarious. Like, because I wanted to use the embedded form with that styling, and Mm -hmm. it was just, it was way, way, way more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah. But yeah, we can add, we can add it to the, the bottom as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's great. Once we talk to more people and figure out, you know, who we're selling this to and more, have more opinions on, you know, how the product works, we'll come back and adjust it. But hey, we have a we have a landing page up, and I think it clearly states what we do above the fold. We'll let that's right. That's what we're trying to do. This is what yeah, yeah. We'll let other people tell us if that's actually true or not. But I think it's true. Yeah, I think it's true. And I think that again, this isn't gonna, our landing page. I'm sure will be completely different once we're further along. But this is we need people to talk to. So yeah. if you feel this pain in any way, shape, or form. Please, please, please hit us up on Twitter. We would really like to talk to you. Yeah, if you're listening right now, you're welcome to join the waitlist, but please reach out directly so that we can yeah. actually talk to you. Um, so go to helloquery.com and read it and see if this speaks to your soul. And if it does, DM Colleen. Please. I put our Twitters on the bottom of, of the the page too um lean yeah burger. yeah so that's so bad, so <laughs> I, bad. Gotta, I gotta just own it just lean yeah. into it um i mean to be fair no one could spell schnettler so i don't want colleen schnettler. oh yeah that would i be terrible. Can't spell schnettler. yeah no one neither can, can our attorneys I, I think they got it wrong <laughs> half the time <laughs> yeah 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 that was like so i think when you talked about matt wensing's tweet i read that and i also don't have any hobbies mm-hmm. um and like, I feel like I do want, I live in California and I did want to learn to surf. And I'm like, I just don't have time to learn to surf. But yeah. after we make it, I'm going to learn to surf. That's great. Want. That's my plan. That's yeah. great. So once you hear that Colleen is surfing, then you'll know we're fabulously wealthy and we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. We'll call it there.